God is with you. Let us pray. God, you teach us a new song and train our feet to follow. Meet us in our searching and turn our eyes and hearts to the one who gives his life for the world through Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Amen. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Jesus' first words in John's Gospel. They set the stage for Jesus' life and work and for any who choose to tag along. Today, the lectionary jumps from Matthew to John, presumably to link last week with Jesus' baptism with the revelation of Jesus as the Lamb of God in the season of Epiphany and the calling of the disciples. Here, two of John the Baptist's disciples break off and follow Jesus. Jesus turns to them and says in Aramaic, What do you want? What is the Thing that's driving you or leading you or compelling you, or in the words of Mary Oliver, what is it you want to do with your one wild and precious life? What are you looking for? Today, we celebrate the life and legacy of someone who answered that question in the most noble way possible the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. King had a vision for what he wanted, what he was looking for. It's perhaps his greatest legacy, his dream. I have a dream that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Dr. King's dream unquestionably articulated a vision of racial justice. But that is not all. Even back on that day, August 28, 1963, Dr. King was looking for more. King begins the dream portion of that speech, a portion that other civil rights leaders asked King to remove from his speech. It now defines the speech, the man, and the movement. But that section begins, I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all are created equal. He concludes with the vision that all of God's children might join hands in saying, free at last, Free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. By the end of his life, just five years after that speech, 
at the age of 39, Dr. King articulated his mission, his vision, as a mission to heal three overlapping illnesses in America, racism, materialism, and militarism. On April 4th, 1967, one year to the date before his assassination, Dr. King preached at Riverside Church in New York City, saying, we must rapidly begin the shift from a thing-oriented society to a person-oriented society. When machines and computers, profit motives, and property rights are considered more important than people, the giant triplets of racism, materialism, and militarism are incapable of being conquered. Dr. King knew what he was looking for, and he repeatedly went looking for it. He repeatedly put himself in a position to create the change he envisioned. Bus, boy Bus boycotts in Montgomery in 1955, Atlanta sit-ins in 1960, Albany movement in 1961, Birmingham marches in 1963, the March on Washington in 1963, St. Augustine, Biddeford, and New York City in 1964, Scripto-Strike, in Atlanta, 1964, Selma and Bloody Sunday, 1965, Chicago Housing, 1966, Correspondence with Thich Nhat Hanh and the Vietnamese in 1967, Poor People's Campaign and the Memphis Sanitation Workers in 1968, shot and killed outside the Lorraine Motel, April 4th, 1968. Yes. Dr. King won the Nobel Peace Prize. And yes, the U.S. has named 955 streets after him. And yes, tomorrow we will celebrate a holiday in honor of him. But Martin Luther King Jr. went to jail 29 times between 1963 and 1968. He knew what he was looking for and what it would take to get there. When JFK was assassinated, the press came to Dr. King and asked him what it was like to live with the threat of assassination. King said, I believe firmly that this cause is right and that someone must have the courage and fortitude to stand up for it. Even if it means death, I've always felt that unmerited suffering is redemptive. And even if I have to die for this cause, then it is a price that is paid to free the soul of our nation and to free our children from a permanent spiritual death. Dr. King knew where he was going knew what he was looking for. What are you looking for? Are you looking for personal success? Are you looking for numbness? Or are you looking for the liberation of all people? Are you here to stand beside our LGBTQ siblings? Are you here as a voice for women's rights and women's health when they're being compromised? Are you here to be a boulder in the torrent of cap uh, consumerism and capitalism? Are you here to mitigate 
climate change and foster connection to the land? Are you here to speak for the 150 species that go extinct every day? Are you looking for God, love eternal, the way of Jesus, or the status quo? What are you looking for? I have this neighbor who plays accordion. He's a weird guy, as accordion players tend to be. But the other day, uh, he tried to tell me that accordion is perfect for bluegrass. Now, as someone who spent time in Nashville and has played some bluegrass, I know that is not true. Bluegrass is a very specific thing. It consists of five instruments, bass, guitar, banjo, mandolin, and fiddle. That's what bluegrass is. For diehard bluegrass players, that's all bluegrass is. Everything else can be folk music, that's fine, but accordion is not perfect for bluegrass. He also tried to tell me the accordion was perfect for bebop, like bebop jazz, which I understand what he's saying, but uh, is also not, not appropriate. You've heard the phrase, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. When you're holding an accordion, you think accordion belongs in everything. What you are looking for shapes what you see. If you're looking for flaws, you will find them. If you hone your vision on disappointments, you will see them. If you tune your being to the princess's pee, no cushion will be enough to comfort you. But if you set your sights on love and service, you will find them everywhere. One of Dr. King's greatest sermons is called The Drum Major Instinct. He preached that sermon on February 4, 1968, two months before he died. It draws from a theme from a 1952 sermon by J. Wallace Hamilton, a white Methodist preacher. But in his sermon, King warned of the dangers of seeking only our success. Like a drum major in front of a parade, we naturally seek our own greatness, often at the expense of others. King suggests we harness this instinct to become drum majors for justice, drum majors for peace. He said that when he died, he didn't want anyone to mention where he went to school, what awards he won, or his individual successes. He said, I'd like somebody to mention that day that Martin Luther King Jr. tried to give his life serving others, tried to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, tried to love somebody. He said, I want to be there in love and in justice and in truth and in commitment to others so that we can make of this old world a new world. What are you looking for? What is your dream for the world that is already unfolding?
Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.